Hello there, welcome back to the final part of our two episodes of Richard Dawson, and we're going to get cracking with 2019's 2020. Um, I bought this on Bandcamp last week. This is one of the best albums I've heard in years. This is a fucking masterpiece. I mean, seriously. Amazing. Um, yeah, this is it's so an good. absolute fucking masterpiece. Um, I have fallen for some albums on other episodes we've done. I mean, there's a couple of Slater Kinney ones that really blew me away, but this blew me away oh, to great. the point that I, I drunkenly tried to make my wife sit down and listen to various songs yesterday. Go, listen to this, listen to this. Exactly. Like, it's really good, but I'm, I'm, I'm quite busy. I'm like, no, 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 no. You've got five minutes. Listen to this one. Listen to this one. Um, it really is that kind of album. I totally agree. Totally. It's the kind of yeah, album yeah. where you want other people to go, this is fucking brilliant, right? This is brilliant. Yeah. Sorry, carry on. And that re- remind me to read the quote because it's really relevant to this. I stopped dead in the street. I was walking through the street, as I think I said in the previous episode. I had my headphones on, and there was a line about um, you were giving me a bollocking for you were giving me a bollocking for, for pouring, pouring a Guinness, Guinness wrong. wrong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I inst- and, and the context of the rest of that the line, the rest of that verse, I I, I, I pictured it all, one hundred percent. Yeah. And and while on and there are some songs that might seem uh, at face value on a shallow level to remind me of other things. Um, for example, uh, Civil Servant, rem- on a face value, reminded me a lot of Simple Kids, The Commuter. Um, if you do if you know Simple Kid, uh, uh, I think band, one guy from Ireland did a, couple of, did a couple of albums. And there was a song about being a commuter, going into the office, hating his job, coming home, getting, taking drugs at the weekend, going to work, having a... And there's one bit in the job, it's like, Sit in my bus, go fuck yourself. And like there's just this moment where he's like, I've had enough. Yeah. And on a face on face value, this reminded me of that. And then I listened to it again and realized why he hated his job. And I realized what his job was. And then all of it came crash, sort of came crashing down. I mean, I mentioned in the previous episode, Daniel Kitson. This is the most Daniel Kitson the album. Um, on uh, the, the idea, stop fannying around. Is a da- is a line that I'm sure Daniel Kitson would sh- would say about his dad telling him with sport. You know, it's, yeah. this album is yeah. brilliant from start to finish. I have paid for, I have bought a copy with my own money, and wow. um, it's it's yeah, it's fucking great. Well done. Talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> I also bought a copy of it. I bought it on vinyl, and I didn't have a record player, so that's how much I loved it at the time. Yeah, when I heard it actually i think it's soundtrack one of my christmases um so that must oh, be geez, that's that sounds depressing yeah. Yeah, that, that would that was so much fun for my kids and my husband while you know mummy gets drunk in the corner going i don't want to go back you know, it, was, it, was, it was memorable we're always going to remember that christmas that's for sure but but i think that's it it is catchy I yeah. think just the fact I don't want to go back to work this morning, followed by the line, I just want to something, I just want to stay at home and play the new Call of Duty. Exactly, yeah. Which was yeah. which is half mumbled and so silent. Yes. And then you pick up a and, it, and also, what other album would have a song where, where the chorus is man on, man on? Yeah. You know, which yeah. is basically the sh- the the sound of of people who don't know about football standing next to a football pitch just shouting, uh, someone's coming. I don't know what to say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But then you've also got the heartbreak of like fulfillment center, yes. uh, which which is what ten minutes long, yeah. and there's not a second wasted. You need that ten minutes because it does feel like you are working in a fucking fulfillment center. You you really want a piss and you can't go for a piss because your quota is going to be destroyed. Um, 
I, I'm going to just rant for a bit. There's also there's also a, a song which starts with um, seeing a fucking a phone turn on in the middle of the night with the light of a spider's web, realizing your lover's having an affair, having brief homicidal thoughts, and then treading in a slug. Yeah, stepping on a slug. <laughs> <laughs> stepping on a slug. I mean, we horror the horror. We've all oh, been there, God. right? Oh yeah, yeah, I've done that. Yeah, that exact thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, if you've lived um, in a home in England, you've stepped on a slug. Exactly, yeah. in oh, the night. I never, yeah. The worst is I never stepped on a slug. However, when I woke up in the morning, this one flat we lived in, ground floor flat in Wolverhampton, had, I would always see trails. But I never uh, stepped yeah. on one. And I always went to the toilet in the middle of the night barefoot without thinking. But there were always trails there in the morning. I was like, just, in the end, I just poured so much salt down the skirting board that they yes. ended up not being able to get in. There's probably um, people listening. There's probably people listening who don't know what this is because slugs aren't everywhere. We don't have slugs no. where I'm Snails living. without a shell. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. You have slugs Imagine a snail. There, but, but, take off the snail. Take off the shell. But I've never encountered one inside a house in Hungary. <laughs> this is no, you know, they're right. strictly yeah. outdoor okay. creatures. Yeah. yeah. That's why I moved here. Had enough of the slugs. <laughs> Too many fucking slugs in England. <laughs> Yeah, slugs are particularly horrible because you just, you find a, you find a trail on the wall and you're like, oh, yeah, that's, oh, that's not good. No, no. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, every single story in here is a wonderful little vignette. Um, even jogging, first time I heard it, I was like, oh, it's great. And so then he takes up jogging, and he's like, oh wait, and he's getting, he's feeling, he's getting anxiety. Oh, is he? Oh, I think he's overweight. He's got problems with his weight. And the doctor puts him on beta blockers. Um, he's convinced. He's convinced that a busker slipped a nasty word into a version of Wonderwall as he was walking. Past. <laughs> but then it segues into this sort of. He, he start. He realizes he's also singing about how people are a bit shitty around there these days, and everyone's a bit angry and sour. Yeah. And also the plight of the local uh, Kurdish Kurdish family. Yeah. Mm. And you realize yeah. it all comes together in one story. I was yeah. like, well done, yeah. mate. Yeah, I, 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 and the yeah, last week was the first time I heard it, so it's yeah. brilliant. But I mean, I guess we were talking about like with, with peasant and sort of getting to this, this. The sort of stories do slowly reveal themselves to you. So first listen, they're just you know the songs are great, just in their own right, without you necessarily picking up all the detail. But the more you listen, I just pick up different things in every song every time, and and it's so yeah. rich, such a good album. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I, the Queen's Head, I think, is one of my personal favourites. That that whole story, you know, the Humbers burst its banks again. Oh, but, and also, yeah, I mean, just the fact that the, the whole neighbourhood comes out, brilliant, thanks. Um, and obviously, like the butchers handing out black pudding and sausages to people, doing a bit of business, and also starts blaming immigration um, <laughs> yes. because of, yeah, I, mean, yeah. I, 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 I yeah. could picture it. I yeah, could picture totally. it, and I could picture the person going, "Oh God, he's blaming immigrants again," and sort of running past. And it is. The idea of a pub beer garden being flooded, I think in your introduction, Zoe, you mentioned, it's one of the most in- modern English tales. Well, they all people are. In the U- yeah. But yeah. People in the UK would, would, would go, oh, yeah. You say to someone in America, yeah, it's a big thing, you have a river, it's flooded bad pub garden. They're like, huh? Why would you live next to a river that floods its banks? But it, every year there's pictures of some guy going, wait, I'm having my pint while sitting in a beer garden, at, at, usually in the north, because obviously when it gets down south, the government does something about it. Um, <laughs> um, Nick, teenage Nick. Um, so you already knew Richard Dawson at this point. You, you, you had some idea of what to expect. Um, moving from peasant to 2020, I mean, 
I mean, for me, it was a, it was a leap from good to something something special. But how how was it for you? Yeah, I completely agree. And you know, for everything that um, everyone's been saying about how uh, how wonderful ly- lyrically the whole thing is, I actually think that there's a certain playfulness to the to the music of it as well that I just absolutely fell in love with. And I think for something like jogging, for example, maybe I'm reading far too much into this, but the way I saw the the way the music was written, you've got this, um, uh, you've got this sort of uh, chugging, you've got this sort of chugging guitar that is that is to me was sort of ri- um, mimicking the rhythm of the rhythm of running, um, but also I have a tiger. The, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but also the sort of the 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 interruptions of these stabs of these almost kind of big heavy metal moments, are, which are sort of representing the anxiety of the character as well so and just there's something really interesting about yeah about using having that sort of having that sort of chugging rhythm but making it almost sound like a metallica song that is just kind of you're capturing you're capturing the 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 all the like overwhelming feelings in this character's head and i just thought that was amazing unless he didn't mean any of that in which case (laughs) doesn't matter if he meant it or not it's there it's there well done for making me think that i guess um but also just yeah in um uh you know in fulfillment center i also thought that there was a sort of a motoric kind of overwhelming like repetition in the rhythm that that to me like me somehow managed to really capture the the mundane kind of robotic lifestyle that you are forced to that you are forced to live if you if if you have that job that seemed to be captured in the music as well um and um and the way the and, and the way the album culminates in this really uh this really joyful uh this really joyful sing along chorus in a final song about a a homeless man who gets who who you know gets kicked to shit by like by hooligans in an alleyway um football dick i mean it's just yeah I think I think that's a good point as well because one thing this reminded me not so much in terms of music style or even the actual lyrics, but in terms of uh, lyrical focus, uh, the content, the, the the targets, the subjects, the subjects is the word I'm looking for. Was Carter the Unstoppable Sex Machine? Because Carter USM had songs about homeless men being set fire to, or black soldiers, or sorry, soldiers of color being abused in the army, or landlords charging too much rent, you know, the minutiae of life in a sort of indie rock, indie rock song. And that choice of targets, I would imagine if Carter was still, I imagine Jim Bob, who's still writing stuff, he might write songs about workers in fulfillment. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think yeah. There, there is, you know, this sort of subject has been done by people before, but maybe, I don't know, not to this level, maybe. Yeah. It's just again, it's his, it's his skill as a writer. As much as I, I mean, obviously, there's so much coming together with the music as well. But but he's such a good writer, and he keeps you, he catches you off guard. Because I'm like, oh, I know how this this song, this line's going to be sung. I know when it's going to go up and when it's going down. And oh, oh no, those <laughs> last two words came out in a totally different place than mm. what I was expecting. Yeah, he's he's always unpredictable in that sense, and I I think like I'm trying to remember when we sort of had this in the group there's a lot going on for me at that time it was quite intense um but I remember this album and people kind of dismissing it as being like a sort of Amdram musical type thing and I I think yeah and I think on the surface you well no well you know if that's what they hear then that's what they hear but to me it's just really great art and 
Um, I think he's done that deliberately. He's trying to cloak these incredibly like difficult subjects because, you know, it, it's layered. It's, it, it's, it's thing after thing after thing. So let's the Queen's Head, which I absolutely love. You know, it's a family. And, and the reason why they're not in their pub is that one of their parents has got dementia. Now, as a middle-aged person, oh, oh. I can totally relate to that. Like the Maltesers go on the floor and they can't explain why they've got to go because the mum is in the later st- stages of dementia and can't understand. And it's like, how do you pack all of that into a pop song? You know, it's incredible. Yeah, it's just one line. Yeah. And that's just one, one line, line exactly. Yeah. And, and so he's making great art and he's packaged it in this thing that's very radio-friendly. And, you know, literally people singing al- along, like, like uh, Nick too said, you know, people singing this sing-along chorus about a homeless person. That's fucking clever. You know, he's bringing these like really serious issues. And and if you weren't to know, if you perhaps weren't listening too closely, you sing along to this like rock song, this Metallica song, this, you know, this proggy rock song. You're actually singing, you know, lyrics about things like fulfillment centers. So I think there's all, I think, I think, I think there's all, I mean, even if you go into a sort of big, a lot of people have created, sing-along moments that have been adopted by people not knowing what they're about. Mm. Uh, Bruce Springsteen, born in the USA, would be one example. Or Underworld's born Slippy. You know, the amount of people drinking, go, oh, I like vodka, you know, or lager, 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 lager. Yeah. Is, no, it's, it's not about that. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think, I mean, I think that's it. There's, there's these amazing little pop moments in there. There's some throwaway lines. Um, but for me, it's the details. Yeah. So it's that. not just I, I used to work at this school and now you know, I used to work at this school. Uh, and there's a name of a school. Yeah. Or uh, in, um, when they're talking with, uh, 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 when he's talking about uh, thinking about a game of football, it's the full name of the other side. King's and Priory. Kicking, yeah, King's Priory. Kicking lumps out of us. Kicking and they're kicking out lumps out of us. Little moments of detail. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, yeah, I can picture, like I said in, in the previous episode, I'm terrible at picturing stuff. And it, it, you know, in that sort of way, and apparently it's a thing, you know, if, like I said, if I'm reading a book. Uh, it, I, when I read The Martian, it was brilliant because I could just picture Matt Damon doing it. Fantastic. Awesome. Um, but I struggled to have a, a, an actual pictorial representation in my head I represent it in a different way, which is fine. But all of these, because I know the scene so well, yeah. instantly flash into my head. Yeah. Even you can totally if, yeah. see it all, can't you? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I love the sorry. 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 No, go, go ahead. No, really. I'm gonna read this quote though. Yeah. Don't let me forget, because I sure. have to. Go ahead. I the the image in Fresh's Ball of the pe- the parent who drops their child off at uni. And then goes home and switches match of the day on, and they just sort of sit back and they're like, "Well, what, what now?" Like, yeah, it's just it's so it's so heartbreaking in its mundanity that mm. yeah, I just found that really powerful. Yeah, and they go out for a fag in the garden after, don't they? And then they kind of drift off and have a weird dream, and then get up and go and play some five aside. Beautiful. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. It's really good. And that's just one song once again, or that's just like the. the the tail end of the song. So the quote I want to read is from, I think it's from The Quietus and it's Johnny Lamb writing. And it's just a tiny little thing. It's basically his introduction. And he says about this album, 2020 is the sixth album from the much lauded eccentric songwriter. Strangely, I feel I can introduce the nature of Dawson by relating it, by relating a brief text conversation I had with my father a couple of weeks ago. He texted me. He never texts me to say simply that had I heard of Richard Dawson, 
and was he a genius? I replied that I had and that he might be. He then texted back this illuminating sentence. I thought so, but I couldn't tell. (laughs) (laughs) Right? So this is yeah. what Richard Dawson does. He like yeah. he's kind of mundane in his brilliance. Like you're not quite sure. Can he play guitar or can he not play guitar? Is this yeah. good or is this he, not he, good? He I, I, I don't know. Is it good? Yeah, it's really fucking good. But also, I mean, we we don't we you know we haven't been great at doing many artists who are contemporary and still producing stuff. I mean, you know, we we try and on this podcast do complete discographies. I'm hoping we're not even halfway yet with this guy. Yeah, me too. You know? I know. I mean, we haven't talked about the like the daily like ambient EPs that he, him and his partner have been putting out throughout Bubbles. the last year. That's yeah. right. <laughs> we couldn't yeah. include that. There'd just be too much stuff. And he's got other projects. Yeah. He's got Eyeballs, which is his other ambient sort of noise project. And he's involved in other things too. So, you know, like when yeah. we sort of talk about Hair Noglet, that's not like he, he's doing other things. There's always something going mm. on. So hopefully we'll I, I, I obviously we'll we'll try and include as many links as we can in the episode description to all the various things but really as a listener you're going to have to try and just find this stuff i mean i'm half expecting in a year or two's time there's going to be a stage show he he's got he's he's there's a musical that he's going to write at some point that's going to go to edinburgh or or the manchester arts festival no, maybe, yeah. or, or whatever yeah and, and to- totally knock, knock it out of the park um i don't get think we have it is polymath the right word? I don't think we have it. Often you get people come through who are in a band and then they go off and do something. You know, oh, you've got more facets about you. Um, uh, on a commercial level, I think Damon Albarn, you know, went, wrote, a, wrote Journey to the West, Gorillas, Blur, blah, blah, blah. It's like, oh, you can go and do this and then come back and do your thing. I think we're watching, witnessing um, this happen again. Yeah. Maybe on a less commercial level, although the hooks are definitely there, you know. They are, they are, there are some hooks that Guy Garvey would be proud of, and Guy Garvey likes a good sing-along hook. Yeah. Yeah, but I, 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 I would be surprised if he eventually Garvey. accidentally writes a massive crossover pop hit. You know, one yeah. that's like, not just, not just six music, like it would be like the whole country be singing it and we'll hate it. And then, <laughs> and then it'll take <laughs> another 10 years for us to come back and say, no, that song was genius. Yeah. Sure, yeah. I'm just, I mean, considering when we're recording this, uh, and, and just for clarity, tonight is the, the final of the European uh, Championship. I have in my head that he's going to write the best football. He already has anthem. He has. Two <laughs> yeah, he has. Yeah, that's, really that's good enough. Yeah. He, but but what, like people go on about how um, uh, Three Lions is actually quite a sad song. It's about people going, oh god, and like this sort of fake false hope and dreams being crashed. I've got this image in my head that if anybody could write a song that purely encapsulates the, the heartbreak. And mundanity and life of somebody watching a game of football, but also probably mingling it with so many other facets of modern yeah, life. That's the thing, isn't it? And people will sing along and not realize, and they're singing along about I don't know somebody who domestically abuses his partner because England have lost. But that would be the song with the chorus. But there would be this line about this sort of this, this person underneath. Really um, we've written his next gonna, album for him. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to move on um, because because we are because we don't want to take too much of your time and. I mean, I sort of wish we were finishing on 2020 because it's so good, but we still have some good things to talk about, which is uh, the latest Hen Ockleth album, um, which I was so busy um, trying to make sure I pronounced that correctly. Uh, Free Humans. Free Humans. 
I said before, it's tongue and bear suit. This is tongue and bear suit writing um, about Douglas Adams stuff, basically. There's, there's Douglas Adams-y bits. There's, there's sci-fi comedy in here. There's sci-fi drama. There's, there's, there's big problems with the world. There's little problems with the world, all wrapped up in this lovely electronica folk pop thing. Um, I think it's better than the last one, the last Hale-Griff one. Um, I still think it, it, it's, it's nothing compared to 2020, but as a, as a nice little it's one of those bands I would go, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll put that in my thing and I'll, I'll come back to it every so often. I'll put it in my little playlist with, you know, with some other stuff that sort of kicks around. Uh, Zoe, yes. free, free Human or Free Humans? Free Humans. humans. I, I like this. Free Humans. I really like this one. Um, I just realised, is Earworm on this one, not on? Yes, it is. It is. It is. It yeah, is. I got confused. Yeah. Like I was thinking about Mojik. But yeah, I think this one is more cohesive, maybe because it's another concept album about sort of, it's kind of like space pop, isn't it? And it's futuristic. Um, I love Mojik, but I think this one works better as an album because it seems to be thematically stronger and it hasn't got Tiny Witch Hunter on it, but it's got lots of really great tracks on it too. So it's got. Is this um, this is the one with trouble? Yeah, yeah, trouble. Yeah, with a capital yeah, yeah, yeah. T. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm an absolute sucker it... for a pop song that may or may not be about a cat. That's going <laughs> <laughs> to win me over. Um, but, but I think that's it. I mean, there is a sci-fi stuff, but even like uh, the, the the lines of platinum club for psychopaths, draining the tank with dirty maths, plundering all to kill the few. You built your ships and up you fl- you flew infinity pool on Ganymede. Uh, space golf. Um, the idea of like these different arcs traveling out of a doomed planet is straight from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. And this idea that there's the rich one who have taken everything is again straight from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. And I just think it, I just think it, it's, it's spot on. And yeah. It's really earworm, by the way. First time I heard it, I know that because there was an accident. I was standing in the shop and I was like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did he just sing Ewan? <laughs> calling what? your name no 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 <laughs> but yeah yeah it, it, it's great it's catchy it's lovely it's great pop yeah great it's, pop it's great pop yeah fun pop mm. love it yeah um, old nick well uh, i mean i i didn't warm to it straight away as much as to Mojik. for a long time i was convinced Mojik was the better album um but because i knew Mojik so well i've put more time into listening to free humans over the last week and i think also just it's very long is it a double album on, on vinyl i guess um it's about it's over an hour. It's like 14 um, tracks, isn't it? Yeah, it's like, yeah. yeah 14. It's, it's like 18 minutes. So I found that quite a few times I started it and then get to the end. So I realized like um, just a few days ago, I hadn't really listened to the end very much. And then I think I, I, I had one of those moments yesterday where I just suddenly I like, thought, oh, wow, this is, this is amazing. And um, it was the, so, oh, yeah, it's one with a Welsh title. I don't know where to go with BWG. I think they, they shout it oh, in the song, um, say Bganod. Yeah, that's it. Bganod. Yeah, yeah okay. and it means bogeyman. It means like, you know, which is, you know, Brilliant. once again, back very, to Ogre. Very Dawson. Yeah, very Dawson. Yeah, yeah. The themes are all there, which is nice. I like a recurring theme. Yeah, yeah. No, so a lot of great songs on there. I mean, I think the, the, the obvious standouts have been mentioned for Trouble and I think Earworm. Such good tunes. I quite like, uh, is it Space Party as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Time Party, Time Party. Time, no, party, time party, yeah. yeah. Space Golf and Time Party. Yeah, yeah, Space Golf, Time Party. I really like um, Lot Less Monsters' song as well, um, yes, which has this yeah. kind of driving beat that reminded me a little bit of uh, the, uh, the, the uh, Batida music, which is, uh, that sort, which is a, a, 
a type of uh, like electronic dance music um, popular in Lisbon, um, that's okay. in, in, which has a lot of uh, kind of African uh, uh, influences. Um, so yeah, that's what that kind of beat reminded me of. I thought it was yeah. Um, I think I think right now cool. Zoe's going electronic music, European African influences. <laughs> send me the link. <laughs> <laughs> you know me so well. Like, <laughs> so predictable. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Only because you've mentioned you, it's a callback to earlier on. Um, it's fine. I, I think that's it. I'm, I'm gonna because we spent so long talking about uh, um, peasant and uh, 2020. It's probably a good time to wrap up. Now that doesn't mean that anything that came after 2020 is not worth your time. Um, uh, that is not worth your time. Um, before we do, I'm going to go to Zoe because she's waving frantically at me because I'm. I'm, I'm Sorry, I just have to re- mention Republic of Geordie Land. So there has been another release oh, after yeah. this. It's fan camp only as far as I know. There's no physical product, um, but it's a mix of old and new tracks. And I would say definitely check it out. I, I think someone was telling me the other day, I don't think it was Ben Appleby. Ben Appleby is my, I have to give a shout out to him because he is my fellow uh, Richard Dawson enthusiast. And like, if we get together, together at a party, we basically do what we just did about 2020 and peasant and like spit in each other's faces getting so excited about the songs oh i so i thought you were going to say that you you, you hijack the spotify playlist and everybody goes what the fuck is this <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not that brave but definitely um check out republic of geordie land because i think there are tracks on there that you no, will love we just didn't include it because you can't buy it as a product in that no place. no absolutely uh, we are going to include links to Bandcamp. go and you know Particularly if there's a band camp Friday. I mean, that, that's really when you buy it because then the artists actually get like but the, the, all the money rather than most of the money. Um, right. Okay, we have spent two episodes um, looking through the solo work of Richard Dawson and his spin off band, Hen Ogleth. Um, and hopefully you have stuck with us and been more than rewarded, um, particularly with 2020, because if that's not your favorite album of the last two days, then I don't really know who you are. Um, Thank you ever so much, Zoe, for all your hard work and passion and dedication. And welcome back to the pod. Thank you so much. I love him so much. So it's been such a great opportunity to talk Richard Dawson for hours. Thank you. Um, Nick of My Teenage Band. It's, it's MyTeenageBand.com, right? There's not a fancy right. you there. Yeah. MyTeenageBand.com. Um, he's had some great guests uh, on talking about, well, their teenage band from uh, Mark Kermode to the Radio 6. DJ guy whose brain has just gone from Sean, Sean Keaveney. <laughs> the worst thing is, my brain was going, yeah, and he's from, I know where he's from. He's from the same place my mate's from. And he's the guy, and he's got the same accent. Couldn't remember the name. Great. Uh, I'll leave all that in. And obviously, <laughs> hey, Nick. Thanks, Nick. Hey, cheers. Bye. See, I'm off for a lie down now. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Bye. This episode reaches one person who ends up loving Richard Dawson as much as me. Then I finally understand why we put ourselves through this. I don't think I'm prone to hyperbole, but I do think he's one of the finest artists working in the UK today. It just remains for me to thank our guests. Zoe Von Hess provided the perfect curation for these two episodes, and if you enjoyed her work, go back and check our episodes on ESG in the fall, to which she also contributed. We also had Nick Taylor for the discussion. Nick can usually be heard on the highly enjoyable My Teenage Band podcast, 
where he talks to guests about the experience of being in a band before you've even achieved adulthood. You'll find that at myteenageband.com and all the other places you get podcasts. Thank you, Nick and Zoe. Thanks also to my loquacious co-host Ewan for keeping us on track, getting excited about Daniel Kitson, and editing together the resulting mess. And thank you to Jonathan Fisher for our theme music. That was Richard Dawson. Who should we listen to next? We're always happy to discuss it with our listeners. You'll find us on Twitter, Instagram, and where the whole folly started, over on the perennially awful Facebook. If you enjoy listening to the show, there are a number of ways you can support us. Reviews are worth gold for some reason, and even just telling other people about the show has immeasurable worth to us. We also have a Patreon at patreon.com slash tempfans if paying for shit is your bag. Thank you for listening. I'm Nick Hilditch, and how little we are clung to the river's edge. Come hell or high water, how little we are. <laughs>